attention people who still care. How can us average citizens fix our broken financial system without using politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, licensed investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, the state of Oklahoma placed the four largest banks, which control half of all the banking assets in the United States, on a list restricting them from state-owned contracts valued at more than $100,000 because the state of Oklahoma believes that they are engaging in boycotts against fossil fuel companies. But before we talk about that, I first want to tell a story. In the early 1990s, California was experiencing a severe drought. In an effort to conserve water, the state government launched a campaign to encourage residents to conserve water. The campaign was successful in reducing water consumption, but it also had a number of unintended consequences. One of the unintended consequences of the campaign was that it led to a decrease in investment in water infrastructure. Because residents were using less water, there was less need for new water pipes and reservoirs. This decrease in investment made it difficult to meet state water needs during future droughts. Another unintended consequence of the campaign was that it led to a decrease in agriculture production. Because farmers were using less water, they were producing less food. And this decrease in agriculture production led to higher food prices and a decrease in the state's economy. The 1990s California water conservation campaign is an example of well-intended government policy can have unintended consequences. So this leads me into our story of the day, which is Oklahoma uh, placing the four major banks on this list. So this has to do with a law that was passed in Oklahoma uh, last year. And the law is called the Oklahoma ESG Disclosure Act. And what it does, it prohibits financial institutions from considering ESG factors when making investment decisions or providing financial services. So ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance uh, Practices. So the financial sector has criticized this law, arguing that it's unconstitutional and will harm the economy. The industry has also argued that the law is unnecessary because financial institutions have fiduciary duty in the first place. They are obligated to maximize the financial return of its customers and clientele. So uh, this, the Oklahoma ESG Disclosure Act is one of a number of laws that have been passed in recent years that restrict ESG investing. So that also includes uh, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Texas have also had some similar laws. Uh, so some arguments that are made by the financial sector of this Oklahoma ESG Disclosure Act are that the law is unconstitutional and it violates the First Amendment by prohibiting financial institution, in, institutions from protecting uh from from expressing their views on esg issues 
Um, they also argued that the law will harm the economy because it discourages investment and economic growth into alternative energy uh, sources. So the Oklahoma ESG Disclosure Act and the California Water Conservation Campaign are two examples of well-intended government policies that have had unintended consequences. Well, the, the California uh, policy did have unintended consequences and the Oklahoma ESG Disclosure Act will have unintended consequences. So the, the, this Oklahoma law uh, prohibiting financial institutions from considering these ESG factors. It, this was passed in an effort to protect the state's oil and gas industry, which is a major source of jobs and revenue for Oklahoma. Now, I lived in Oklahoma for six years, and I have nothing but positive things to say in general about the people of Oklahoma. I found them generous and, and welcoming and heartwarming. And the, the city where I lived in, in Edmond, had such a rich sense of community and people looked out for one another there. And I, I am very fond of my memories and the people uh, that I have got to know in Oklahoma. So, so these two, the, the California example and the Oklahoma example, are very similar in that that they're both restricting uh, investment into uh, the future. So at some point, um, oil and gas will likely be replaced by a more economically viable alternative due to a breakthrough in technology. So this breakthrough could be in the form of a new type of energy such as fusion, or it will be uh, in the form of a new way to store energy, uh, such as a different type of battery. So when this breakthrough does happen, it's gonna have a major impact on the Oklahoma economy. And if they haven't prepared in, and invested in this new alternative energy source, well, it's gonna have devastating uh, consequences to the people of Oklahoma. And uh, now it doesn't go without saying, saying that there's going to be challenges uh, when uh, the, uh, a transition from uh, one energy source to another one. You know, the, the oil and gas employs millions of people around the world. And these people, they'll, they need, they'll need to be retrained and reemployed in a new energy economy. And so this, this is, a, is a problem. And, and if Oklahoma isn't investing in this in this future energy well they're going to be left behind hurting the the people uh, there now there there are a couple of things that i take away from this also uh, number one the these four major banks which are chase bank of america wells fargo and citigroup they don't really care about the environment they the purpose of their corporation they don't have a responsibility to the environment they, they there is no um, real effort to try and uh, mitigate their environmental impact. In the last 12, 20 years, these four banks have been fined uh, uh, almost $13 billion, according to the EPA. And if you consider all banks in the United States that do business in the United States, in the last 20 years, 
this this industry has been fined over a hundred billion dollars. So no, um, the, the banks don't really care about the environment. And when they are uh, presenting an image of caring, it's it's all show. It's it's greenwashing. They're ultimately the way these banks are designed is like all for-profit corporations, which is to increase their quarterly profits for their shareholders. And this is what the financial institutions uh, are saying to the state of Oklahoma. They are, they're saying it. We don't care. Ultimately, we have a bottom line to our uh, clients. Uh, so, so what could Oklahoma do? And this will lead into my financial tip of the day. Well, the, the problem is, is that there is this huge concentration of wealth uh, with these four major banks controlling half of all the banking assets. Oklahoma sees that uh, as uh, this power and they're trying to control this power, but it, it, it doesn't work that way. It will never work that way. One way that it can work is if the people you, me, us regular people decentralize these banks via crowd lending. So crowd lending is when regular people uh, group, uh, a large group of people pool small amounts of money to fund loans. Uh, and there are very small investment minimums. Now, as a licensed investment advisor, I am bound by fiduciary duty as well. But I see crowd lending as a way to have it all, to uh, be able to make a, a, a good market return, risk adjusts, a risk adjusted market return, and also uh, uh, decentralize, dilute this concentration of power that these big banks have. And if the state of Oklahoma wants to do something about it, well, right now they're restrict, restricting the largest peer-to-peer -peer lending platform in the United States from their, their, uh, their residents. Uh, Prosper, if, if you live in Oklahoma, you can't invest in the crowd lending platform of Prosper. And this is probably one of the best ways to decentralize the power of these banks is by, is by people uh, becoming crowd lenders. It's also important to note when you're investing in crowd lending, you're not investing in the stock market and corporate bottom line. And so it's, it's, a, it's a, a positive cycle that happens. Uh, and it's so easy to become a crowd lender. And it's so easy to be diversified in, in crowd lending. And so that, that's, that's my story of, of today, of, of, of why Oklahoma is, is, is really shooting themselves in the foot. And what we can do to change this, uh, take steps, is, is by becoming a crowd lender. That's one, one thing we can do. Uh, my name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to fix our broken financial system, legally, ethically, and without confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.